0: Welcome back to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We've got another jam-packed episode for you guys. Uh, We've got the boys over Team USA over in Bratislava right now, fighting hard, but... Uh, there's a lot of things going on stateside that we need to talk about. So, we're going to have Corey Hirsch of the Pittsburgh Gods come on. He's going to tell us a little bit about Grow the Game Day and all the things that they're doing, uh, partnering with the NHL Network, everything that they can to grow the game and, and develop the youth. So, huge buy
1: in from uh, the hockey community out in Pittsburgh in a great event. The Pittsburgh Penguins donating merchandise. Brian Russ is showing up to it. So, we felt like given the context and the grow the game which is a huge thing that we're a part of too that we would connect with cory and uh talk about what he's got going on out there hey cory can you hear us
2: yeah i'm in here boys how you doing
1: not too bad how are you
2: i'm good thanks for having me on today
1: absolutely it's good to hear from you um so we are doing this episode kind of based around your event right now the grow the game event so how about we talk about yeah. that for a couple of minutes what's going on how's it going
2: yeah yeah um, it's just Bonkers right now. People are just wrapped. We got kind of like that Quad City atmosphere. It's what we're trying to trying to hang with. That Quad City <laughs> atmosphere, the tent city. I like to call it. We're all the tents and the smoke's going. And um you go up to Drummondville for Montreal with bros. It was kind of that same atmosphere and feel. And I know in the five-on-five game, there's a couple of rinks around lemonster up in Leominster, Massachusetts. Kind of got that atmosphere as well. So we got. Kind of that same feel going on here. It's good to see all these people out here to, to watch and, and play our game.
0: Nice. But so tell everybody kind of the motivation behind this. It's sort of focused around, I guess, developing the youth program and getting kids more exposure to the game and stuff. Do I have that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Our sport won't exist if it's not for the youth continuing to play. And, uh, we got this event going on called Grow the Game Day, hashtag Grow the Game Day, um, through Team Pittsburgh Deck Hockey. Um, who is our affiliate. Uh, we used the, the Pittsburgh Gods, Team Pittsburgh Gods work with them and have been working with them for years. Um, our kids came, our players, our men came through their system and um, played the game when they were four, five and six years old, um, so on and so forth. And so um, the idea behind it was to get um, more kids playing and and um, when tournament season kinda of dies down with the gods doing what we did, traveling around to meet people in Iowa and introduce be introduced to a three on three game going from Montreal being introduced, this kinda of culminates that little the Game tour when we were meeting. Um, so, we did a three on three event here with four, five, and six year olds, seven, eight, nine year olds, and 10, 11, 12 year olds. Um, we broke our one rink into thirds and we got three games going on at once. Pretty crazy, but you know, three on three games so good um, for the five on five player. Um, so, we want to, you know, in- introduce that to our players here as well as uh, just the entire city all signed up and registered to do it. We started doing it as a fundraiser um, and it's evolved into something bigger with the Penguins. And Brian Rust here and the internet we're coming down to do a show. So pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. So how did you guys link up with him and what's his sort of role in everything? I'm sure he's doing more than just signing autographs.
2: Oh, he did. Yeah, for sure. He's still doing it. Um, yeah. So the idea was to have a fundraiser in general. Before it even got to be three on three game. Um, There's also a five on five version of you know, it's our sport. Our, our version of five on five is being played right now with a, a group of players that are in the 13 to 15 year old age group. Um, who many have traveled for Team USA and um, many are all-stars just from around different rinks in the city kind of coming together to just wear, grow the game, the USA T-shirts and um, and kind of play as one and uh, represent our country um, and just the showcase game in general. But, you know, the idea was to do a calendar sale. Um, and, and if you've ever been a part of a fundraiser that sells calendars, you usually win monetary value. Um, so if you hit on November 1st, you win whatever X amount of dollars scheduled for that day to be delivered to your house. And we wanted to put it into a hockey term, so um, we got we hooked up with Brian Russ, uh, Rachel Rennebeck, uh, one of the marketing directors here, uh, marketing uh, leader here at Team Pittsburgh, and her social sports um, uh, business that she works for um, partners up with a lot of pro players, and they have contracts with those pro players to do autograph sessions. Most of the time, they're at like a mall and um, a restaurant, and the people buy tickets to meet them and get autographs and hear her company. Um, turned over their last use of Brian Russ this year to us, and we put him on the calendar. And if your lottery number hit, you got a chance to meet Brian Russ of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He um, it, it, it was, I think, the first 10 days of November. And then there's a separate link, too, where if you didn't want to risk not meeting him, you could just go on and purchase a ticket for 20 bucks. And again, as a fundraiser, um, to, to help with our tournament next year that's coming to our Pittsburgh. It's going to cost you know, thousands of dollars to run. Um, we wanted to raise some money for that, um, so that was the start of it all. It evolved into, just, let's just blow Brian Rust in the Penguins' mind. <laughs> so we decided to do a three-on-three event for those kids and then a five-on-five showcase game, um, and we wanted Brian Rust to come here and just say, this is incredible. Like I didn't even know this existed, and there's so many people that don't know it exists, and there's so many people that think that they're just alone, um, and um, we want to make sure that more people get to know about our sport in general. Um, so... Uh, Brian Russ showed up here around 1 o'clock today. Um, NHL Network um, has been working with us and partnering up to do some things. Um, They saw that we were doing a three-on-three event here, and Brian Russ was coming, and they run a show called Ice Time. And uh, that show is air on the NHL Network. Um, And they dedicated – they decided to ask us for our permission to dedicate one of their episodes, whole episode, um, to what we're doing here for Grow the Game Day for our sport of deck and ball hockey. So – um, you know, you got the, the deck three on three on the deck surface, and then you've got the five on five showcase game with all these five on five players that have come out here to play this game. Um, and so, you know, NHL network came down here and they've been interviewing the kids and, um, Russ showed up did an interview with the NHL network did an interview with the podcast team locally here. Um, they also, uh, he put him on the rink and he and Stu Grimson, uh, one of, one of the colors, uh, color commentary guys, were uh, hosts of the show. Um, did all the interviews with the players, and he and Brian Russ put on a little demo of stick handling and passing. And how do they, they
0: handle the ball? ball?
2: Do you want Yeah, you know what's funny? Russ blew it. Cameras are rolling. You know, and and and, and, and uh, dude, this is the one on a low right circle, and just as he's about to release, totally whiffs on the ball, and the whole whole all of the hundreds of people here watching. Oh, you can't. Like you can't put that on camera man you gotta do it again so they're like take five before he want to finish in one we're gonna have to take um, so back one of
1: those cool, cool. one of those stanley cup I rings for that one he's gonna he's gonna drop one of those stanley cup rings for that one
2: i i know i know i don't know maybe he's just being modest but i know a lot of our u.s guys and our gods guys that are around here realize at that moment that they could take them they, <laughs> they well you guys
0: <laughs> definitely aren't short on uh on talent there but what what's the turnout like i know that there's a, a bunch of different age groups for the kids and stuff i think it's great getting them to be kind of local celebrities for a day and getting them on an nhl network but what's the turnout looking like
2: yeah so in this one day um if you take all four age groups playing all together you're looking at 167 kids that registered or signed up to play registered to play um today all here in just a short you know a few short hours that we've been here um, from 9:30 until about now, and once the that game's over, we're gonna start rolling playoffs around here for the three. three. So, um, with within the age groups alone, just in a month's worth of advertising, um, we've got the four, five, and six-year-old age group uh, that has um, five teams competing, and then the seven, eight, nine-year-olds. They have they have six teams competing, and then in the oldest age group that we have as far as the three on three game goes, we've got uh, 10 11, 12-year-olds playing um and there's 10 teams there and on each of those teams about eight players um the other the other divisions have about five or six players on those teams so um and then the cadets showcase game we've got going on right now the five-on-five showcase we got 16 17 18 players on each team things 18 on each team
1: nice wow
2: so, no yeah, that's yeah. That, that's amazing yeah tons, of, yeah tons of the gods players are here coaching the little kids um tons of the u.s players the masters teams here they're coaching the little kids um, volunteers that referee our, our five-on-five sport here are volunteering to do it, um, as well as uh, we've got a couple female players um, from our Pittsburgh Bombers female team. They're coaching some of these little kids too, wearing their Pittsburgh Bombers shirts. And then uh, what's really cool is uh, one of the top female players in our five-on-five game, uh, Becky Dobson, she drove in from Philadelphia today um, to be here because she was absolutely floored by what was going on. And it's pretty cool to see her out here um, you know, talking to Angel and in and park. Uh, local podcast team, and then, um, also just working with these kids, getting them all fired up about the sport. It's pretty cool.
0: That's amazing. So the the show on NHL Network is called Ice Time. Uh, do you know when that's going to air? It?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm i not sure the exact schedule of when Ice Time usually aired. I know John Tavares was featured on the last Ice Time show, um, and he, I know that aired uh, locally here at Eastern Time. It was 9 a.m. on a Saturday, like three weeks ago and then it was uh, it re-aired again noon that day. Um, after talking to the NHL Network today, they're going to go back, cut, edit what they need to, and then they're thinking either the weekend around December 7th or the following weekend after that. So uh, you're looking at one of the weekends, two or three in December, to be aired on the NHL Network. We'll be, they'll be passing in for passing long, and we'll get it all to, to everybody out there. I mean, to, quite honestly, this isn't about Team Pitt. What goes on here, Team Pitt's fantastic. I mean, uh, hopefully other programs can look at how people run organize, and how many kids should play our our five-on-five game and and love the sport um that kind of passion that we have here at at our rink and in our city in general with having over 14 um rinks that participate in um an organization called PACS that travels around the city to the tournament after tournament just within the city itself um a lot of those kids here playing a lot of coaches and parents in here so uh, we want to make sure that it doesn't just stay within us that you know our group of people aren't just the ones watching we want to we want to get this on national TV, you know, from here to LA up to, you know, you guys in the Midwest, Iowa and um, all the way down south where there's rinks in, you know, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Absolutely. We think one of the most important things you can do is, you know, growing the game from the youth because without the youth, there's really no future for the game. So we do appreciate everything you guys do. We try to do our part here as well. Uh, but so. If, if you want to, I would like to transition into maybe some of the things that the gods have on the schedule, maybe upcoming tournaments. Uh, I also want to, before we let you go talk about the club championships, cause we're very excited for that. Super and, excited. and I I would like an update myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, so as far as the God's schedule goes, they're trying to convince me not to have practice tonight after this is all set and done. You do not to have practice tonight, do you? <laughs> it's cold. Um, so we have practice tonight. Uh, we're preparing for a tournament next weekend. Um, all right, we're taking 22 guys up to St. Catharines, Ontario. Well, our hotel's in Niagara Falls um, on the Canadian side of the border. So just to give you an idea how close St. Catharines is. Um, That's the Clash of the, of the gem- Titans,
1: it's- isn't it? What's that? That's the Clash of the Titans, isn't it?
2: It is, yeah. So we're going up there for the Clash of the Titans tournament. Um, it's usually a big prize pot there in the end. Um,
1: kind of competes with
2: uh, you know, the Burroughs group, who usually does um, the prize, you know, $10,000. Um, so we're, we're we're preparing for that. We've been practicing for several weeks. We usually practice on a Sunday morning around 7.30, or uh, we usually go Sunday night, um, maybe around 8.15, 8.30 p.m. Um, depends on when we get the group of guys. And we've been throwing Thursdays in there too um, since we got a lot of local guys going to this one. And uh, we can all kind of build our camaraderie up and, and get our chemistry going. We Sometimes we take time off this time of year. Um, the Clash of Titans bounces around, around the November, December area. But we've been going since September, August, um, to prepare for this. Um, so that's next weekend. Afterwards, around the Super Bowl bye weekend in the January tournament at Harrisburg, another one of the premier tournaments that are in our, our sport. Uh, we just got lucky enough last year to win that one. Um, and uh, after that, North American championships at the March in Philadelphia area. And then the club championships here in May next year before a lot of the, the men and women go to uh, go to play um, overseas in uh, Slovakia.
0: Wow. Nice. That's fantastic. When when did, when did you say Slovakia was?
2: Yeah, so it's that's in the middle right. of June. Uh, middle of June will be Slovakia, uh, 14th. I don't know if the first game is going to be on the 14th. Or we're looking at flights to be around then, so twelve, thirteen, fourteenth 13, 14th area. Um, that's when the, the Slovak trip to Coast Ice will be for um, international play and trying to win a gold medal for these men and
0: women. Well, we're certainly in the habit of watching the three-on-threes uh, this week and, and past weekend all that, so we'll be rooting for you guys there. But uh, when it that. comes to the club championships – Uh, I mean, some of the, some of the teams that are on the list are some real heavy hitters The Montreal red light where we've had, uh, we had Nelson on, we talked to him a little bit as well as Dan with the graphics, but tell us a little bit about maybe some of the lineup and some of the teams, are they teams that you're going to be seeing this upcoming weekend? Or are there maybe some guys that you'll pull for your trip to Slovakia and put them on the USA squad?
2: Yeah. So you'll see a little bit of both of that. Um, it'll probably be the last big tune up for. Those that are going to Slovakia, uh, once those rosters are released, which they're not now, I'm still um, working on details of staff and things like that. I know it's going on behind the scenes. These are out of my control. Um, but um, once we uh, once we hit the uh, club championships up and rolling in May, you'll see teams, like you mentioned, Montreal Red Light, uh, potential Alex Burroughs coming back to play in the 5-on-5 five five game. We talked about that, so there's a big buzz about around that. Um, but you got teams that have usually put their blood, sweat, and tears into the sport, um, like the War Pigs from Niagara Falls, um you've got the niagara rebels who are a fantastic fast gritty team uh kind of almost comparable to us um and how we play our styles kind of um look similar when you watch both teams play um uh you got Lemister team lennister massachusetts just loaded in general with talent um so um you got the boston saints coming down here from from massachusetts you've got the lennister americans who just won um deck hockey nationals a week or two ago up in lennister um fantastic young fast hockey team a lot of those guys make up you know U.S. teams in the past, the recent and successful ones. Um, so there's a couple. You got Buffalo Fusion in there. You got a Penn Hills Local Pittsburgh team, Penn Hills Arsenal. Um, they've been winning a lot of tournaments recently too. Um, a lot of competition there. I hate to miss some some of the teams off the top of my head. You got Richmond Hill Falcons to be playing next weekend against us. So yeah, you a lot of the Canadian teams that are coming to us will be here next. will be uh, at the Clash Titans next weekend, and then coming down to you know play against us. And then a couple of American teams are going up. There's a Leamington All Star team, a Massachusetts All Star team, I should say going to play together in the clash of Titans next week. And usually they separate because they have a couple of different franchises that play in our tournaments.
1: Yeah. So coming to the championship, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. And this is more of a question is what is it? The LA Barons, that kind of hybrid team from Vancouver yeah, to LA, yeah, Los Angeles yeah. so guys.
2: Big question mark. So it is like a hybrid team. LA heard of us. There's a, there's a guy, Mike DiLorenzo um, used to play locally here, grew up playing you know, four five, six years old, a little ice hockey, um, played for the gods for a little bit. Um, tried out for some U.S. teams. He moved out to L.A. and they've got rinks out there, um, Anaheim as well, uh, Vegas, Vancouver, um, down even recently to Phoenix. I know the uh, Coyotes um, opened up some rinks in the Phoenix area recently, I think one rink in the Phoenix area recently. And so what they're going to do out west is compile an all star team from those areas, including San Francisco, um, nice. to compete and come over. And since they're a big question mark, no one knows, you know, are they, are they an A division team? Are they going to start in April? with the top 10, 12 teams are going to start to be, people will have to work their way into it. Um, no one's really sure where that's going to play out. So they're also going to attend the North American championships in March to get a feel for um, where they are. I will say this though. Um, there's talks about a few of the players on that team who grew up playing for the Slovak national program. And if anyone knows in, in five on five, the Slovakians have won the last three gold medals. They beat us. I don't want to talk about it, but in 2015 in overtime, um and so um that program has been the staple uh, of what a program should be and how high level they are and you got a couple of those guys that played on those um, some of those teams in the past so Slovakia, playing for this LA Barons team so we're really intrigued to see what the talent's like and they know they know that our sport is mainly played ball hockey is mainly played over in the east coast and that's the whole goal of all this is to open it up we, we came to Iowa to meet a group of guys in Quad City and I know the Levesque boys are talking about Mixing it up, maybe with Chicago. We're trying to help Chicago's area be, be rebuilt and a resurgence there. They got a tournament coming up here in a couple of weeks that we're going to be posting information for. Um, a guy named Frank Klein is hosting a really um, well organized men's event, and uh, so we'll be hosting that pretty soon. So we're thinking that you might see like a Chicago squad City team coming to our event as well. Um, and again, everyone will be intrigued to see how that transitions over, um, since most of our ball hockey, um, it, most of ball hockey you see, dominated on the east eastern coast. So. Oh. Uh, not that I'm trying to change that. I kind of like kind of like where we are. <laughs> every, now and, every now and again, we work hard for it. But
1: no, I mean, honestly, it's not about the game. Well, I think that so we're, we're, we're pumping With L.A., and like the way Team Slovakia is playing three-on-three three right now in they're the world, they're really, dominant.
0: really, putting on a show in are three they? days. Oh, boy. They are scoring some goals.
1: They're good. Yeah. Uh, I would say right now that— I've only been— No, go ahead.
2: I was only paying attention to the U.S. score. And, you know, those are the boys I'm rooting for. I didn't quite pay attention to the Slovaks. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know how that's true. We just
0: watched Slovakia-Russia, and it was like an 11-goal game. Like an 11-point ah, victory. Yeah, yeah, it was wild.
1: We've been watching them all day, wow. all morning, and Slovakia is by far the most dominant team. They are good.
2: Well, I'd be curious. i have to look, take a look at the roster and see if there are any familiar names on that roster. <laughs> you know, the, um, the Slovak program, um, in itself, has uh, won many tournaments at the youth level too, and you know the idea is to have those guys, those guys and girls, you know, just move up, gradually move up to the men's program, and that's where you, that's where you see that uh, kind of dominance that they've had the last six years, and the last three world championships.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why we got to start now, building the youth. <laughs> that way, maybe when yeah, I have kids, starting, we can be. probably got
2: four years on the rink, man. There you, you get go. On exposure.
0: Get them in there just early.
2: We, we got one team out here who has a goalie, and the four, five, and six year olds are like, we we don't want to play goal. We want to run. So you got one You got one kid, you know, playing, standing out of the goalie with no goalie equipment on. And lost, you know, a couple, come by like four, five, six goals. Coach goes, how about we put a goalie in? They're like, no, we just want to play. That's what it's all about.
1: Awesome. Just, get to play. just super excited to, to do it. Ooh, say that again? Oh, they're just super excited to be there and to play.
2: Oh, that's all they want to do. That's all they want to do is play. That's
0: I'm awesome. Like, okay, get that them addicted early. Yep. But so what I was going to ask you is with the club championships, again, for everybody uh, listening to this, that's May 17th through the 19th, 2019 club championships. But how many different divisions are there other than maybe just that top division that, you know, the most talented guys and some of these top contenders are going to be playing in? What other levels and divisions are there, be it, uh, you know, maybe like B leagues, C leagues, and then children's. And then I'm sure there's maybe like a women's division.
2: Yep, yep. And so uh, the idea is to try to mirror the highest level, which is the international play. Um, and If you look at you know what the ISHF does at the international level, you usually have an A-poll and a pole and ab poll for the men. Um, you get seated based on how you you, know, you finished in the, the tournament previously. Um, and So um, we're going to try to mirror that. And uh, with that, we'll have an a pool of 10 teams in the men's division. Um, then we'll have a men's B-poll as well with teams that would be considered um, B-level B- teams. Um, there'll be uh, eight of them in there. Um, we're thinking about going to 12 and six as well, because there's a lot of steep competition in the A pool. Um, and then um, after you play your round robin in the A pole and B pool at the men's level, um, the, the bottom two A pool teams will play against the top two B pool teams in a crossover um, to compete to enter the A pool playoffs. For uh, you know, for for the for the uh, Sunday for for Sunday's final day, um, and at nice. the same time, we'll have a women's division going. Um, locally, we wanted to get our um, our bombers team um, some recognition. Um, women don't get they, they, we want to get them more recognized for what they do and their contribution to the sport as well. And that's already growing. We, you know, there's now a women's division at the international play, so we want to get them some some notoriety. So they're a, they're on that borderline of a B team right now. They're B C for a while. and They're not like sick of the B. So we're going to have a women's B division tournament as well. Plus there's an elite A women's tournament a couple of weeks before up in Massachusetts. And it's hard to have, um, you know, A tournaments back to back and ask all these people who volunteer to play our sport, yeah. you know, travel um, that many times in a month or in a weekend. And uh, We don't want to step on the, uh, the, the women's, uh, the women's Federation toes um, because they've got great things going on up there too. Wow.
0: I mean, that's it's good that you guys have that kind of demand out there that there are all these multiple tournaments and multiple teams, you know, vying for positions and things. I know that's one of the things that Regional we're trying to rivalries. develop here locally is develop our top level talent so that, you know, we can keep competing at the national level and things like that. But we can't be more excited uh, when it comes to the club championships. Though, so I've seen not only the list of teams and we'll be out there, we'll be doing some of the interviews and things that you guys have seen us done in the past with our tournament here. Uh, in July, but we hope to bring that on the road for you guys and, and make it everything that we can. But I've seen you guys have—I mean, it's supposed to be a DJ, and it seems like you guys yeah. are really building that atmosphere and making it a fun environment, even for people that maybe don't want to play the game, just want to come out and see some talent and have a good time. So, um or what, like what's that going to look like?
2: Or just like to dance, you know. I just like to dance. That's <laughs> <all right. laughs> we just like to dance around here in Pittsburgh. But uh, no, yeah. So um, you know, we think it's all about atmosphere in general and, and getting. Um, people to watch our sports so that they can fall in love with it, or at least want to play it, and then fall in love with it. You know, it's usually the progression. You see it, you try it, you fall in love with it. Uh, and uh, had we like players who look who look down upon it for years. Some have called it in the past four, man, 4 man's ice hockey, and that may be the case. You know, I started off with didn't have a lot of money to play ice hockey, but um Now at the level we are, we can show them. I mean, we can compete with the Brian russ of the world. Tell them to take off his skates. We'll see what he does. <laughs> you know. so, um, he misses those one tees. Uh, uh, you know the truth of the matter is that it, it does start with the youth. So throughout the throughout the weekend, we're doing some different things. um In between some of the games of the club championships, we will be having um, younger divisions four, five, six, seven, 8, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old divisions um, do some shootouts in between the games. um nice. So they get you know five ten minutes on the rink as well. And, some Of the players that are coming in all over the place have already said, Yeah, I'll, I'll manage this team, I'll, I'll be on my hands and we're, knees. We're trying to get a PA system. We did a couple years ago with an event here in Pittsburgh called the Elite Eight. And we had a PA system, and all the guys, guys on a microphone and they're, you know, running down, they're hooting and hollering. And the guys' kids scores a goal. We make them celebrate, do an interview afterwards with them. So, awesome. do some of those things as well for the kids in between um, some of the major games that are being played that day. Uh, team USA is also going to um, hopefully. Uh, put together as long as um, the schedule allows for it, um, and those U.S. players that are willing to, those U.S. coaches that are willing to, um, put together a um, a clinic for the kids, a half hour, 45 minute clinic, um, so that once again, you mentioned it earlier, teaching the right skills and, and, the, and playing for the right reasons. Uh, we need more people doing that, and so we're hoping to give back to the kids. I think we would, you know, you know donate our time to to get on our hands and knees and show them how to stick handle, show them how to do shooting drills, and maybe even some of the drills that they use on, on the men's team to prepare for for their, 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 tournament play. Um, so we're doing that DJ on hand all day long, a couple of grills going, a couple of food trucks going, um, there'll nice. be prizes throughout the day and raffles and auctions. And then one thing that's a little different. Uh, we've done it a couple of times at the world championships and we're going to do it here. Cause it's one of my favorite things I've done, uh, in 2007, I, did, I was a part of it as an assistant coach on the U S junior team. We went to Vancouver for the Canadian national champion. Uh, we slid in there as a Niagara Falls team it's, um, we were able to go in there just to get tuned up for 2008, um, world championships. And they did a banquet at the very end of the tournament, all the teams and all the coaches and all the volunteers got together and they, they did it in 2008 as well. And they've done it sporadically throughout a couple others. Um, but I loved it. And so we're going to bring that, that banquet to the club championship. We can't ask people to stay later Sunday night. You know how it is. You lose a tournament, you get on the road, you go home. You don't want to stick around and watch those teams win.
0: That beat you. So a couple frowning faces night. at the banquet. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. No one wants to especially early. Actually, you might hear a little different buzz. Some people are like, hey, look, if we're going to lose, maybe we'll lose early and go home or get home early. to go to work the next day. But, you know, you come here to compete. You come here to win. And so um, we don't want people to stick. We don't want to ask people to stick around. The banquet won't be as much fun. Um, last year at the North American Championships, we heard that uh, the Ottawa Godfathers, another star-studded team that's coming here, I should have mentioned earlier, um, Ottawa Godfathers, had a uh, well, they hosted a little bit of a party at the hotel on a Saturday night at the North American Championships, from what I hear. <laughs> and my guys should all been a bit but um, Uh-oh. they they yeah, it was fun. I mean, they didn't stay out too late. You know, they just had a good time. That's what the sport's also about. And so we want to kind of add that element um, that they did, and have our DJ move inside. We got a a, a dome area on hand that's a, used for a driving range. Uh, we booked it to use it as a banquet. Nice. And uh, we we'll have yeah, we we'll have a banquet table set up that night. Have a you know a buffet style. I'm um, type of dinner and uh we're gonna honor a couple of people that night. We're gonna honor some volunteers. And if it weren't for the volunteers, what's, what's going on here right now behind me, I think Brian Rust, the NHL network, these volunteers are making it all work, including myself. I mean, it's the volunteers.
1: Yeah,
0: no somebody well. somebody needs we're to throw not. you a bone here. You're doing it seems like you're doing quite a bit of legwork there. Let's uh pat <laughs> no, yourself man, no, on the back for okay, a change.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, I you know I appreciate it. I you know there's a lot of people that make this a career and I respect that like you never believe in I've got a career. I love to teach. It's in the basket to do other things, but I, uh, teaching is my passion. Teaching is what I feel like I was one on this earth to do. And um, I'm all about the kids. I've always been about the kids. And uh, we've got to make sure that the, the kids still love our game and we've got to make sure that the kids still play it. I'm trying to organize it so there's maybe in the future, some coaching seminars and some coaching training and some coaching certification, you know, coast to coast, um, so that they're all being taught um, the ways that, that have been paved the way uh, to show us success. Um, as well as referee trainings because, you know, everywhere you go, you get some of that. Um, so we want to we implement that as well down the road. So these are all things that we're working on, but it takes growing the game to do it. It takes people to just volunteer and give their time. So we're going to uh, have two awards. Um, they'll be honoring um, some of the people who just do all the behind-the-scenes work um, that don't get the notoriety, um, don't get the interviews and things like that, but should, those are the people you should talk to because um, they're the ones that really, really love it more than uh, I'm sure I do. Um, and then uh, we're going to honor two high school seniors, so we'll give them uh, scholarships. I
0: was going to um, say, um, I, I saw donate, something uh, about the scholarships. That's that's impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, we're
2: going to donate a couple. I mean, any little bit helps a college kid. We can't give 10 grand, can't give 20 grand. Maybe if someone out there is hearing this and loves that idea, um, we're open to that kind of cash to so donate to a kid who's in need or a kid who's doing a lot of uh, good volunteer work in the community um getting good grades um making sure that you know they maybe maybe are even some part of our, our sport that's the idea to take a a male and a female who are part of our sport maybe play our sport that are high school seniors and honor them we don't care if they're from pittsburgh we don't care where they're from um all that information will be coming out you know turn of january and moving into closer to uh, the club championship date and time but and then sunday everyone wakes up and battles you know and Hopefully, people don't just battle for the the prize at the end. Hopefully, people are battling for the the pride in it. Um, that's what we play
0: for. Well, I think there's a little kid inside all of us at the end of the day. That's why it's so much fun doing these kids events and stuff. And you just, you know, you can relate to that because y'all grew up being a kid and slapping the ball around, and you know, it kind of takes you back. I think that's why we all still play the sport yeah. deep down. It's it's a game, and and we're all just kids at heart. So. Uh, we love everything that you guys do to grow the game, and, and we couldn't be more excited for the club championships growing up. But I hope to see this event grow and grow, you know, years to come.
1: Expand. I mean, as yep. Corey said earlier, I mean the kids are just like this Slovakia team developing early, and you know, if the sport's going to get there, we're doing all the right things now, so we're at the foundation. So let's just build from there. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Yeah, we want to we want to show a lot of those ice players that you know when when you're not playing ice, you can come over here and play this um it'll, it'll help to refine your game and we want to show those ice hockey coaches that when you can't afford ice time and you can only practice once a week it's a lot cheaper to rent a deck hockey facility um or you know a ball hockey facility
1: work on to the, practice
2: on you work on the cardio work, work, on, on the yeah, work on the plyometrics the hand-eye cardio i mean the cardio the hand-eye coordination you, with the ball in general we were just talking about that with brian russ the difference between a ball and a puck um he's so used to that puck so he's making excuse now he didn't make excuses, I'm just kidding, but he um you know, I mean, those kind of skills, plus, you know, depending on how high of a coach you are, how high of a level, or what you teach your kids and what kind of systems you implement, you can implement a whole bunch of ice hockey systems. Our, our ball hockey sports all using a floating blue line as a neutral zone. Um, icing rules are implied. So, you know, for five-on-five five players um, and coaches in general, you can prepare your teams for their upcoming games in your high school season and your college season um, on a, using a cheap deck hockey facility. And then when you get over to the ice for the night or two that you're, you're allowed to use, especially if high school because it's so expensive, you can focus on the skating portion of it, bringing the game together, you know, doing simulated game style. So that's what we want. We want to we let coaches know that this isn't just poor man's hockey. This is hockey. And we're organized and we're structured. And it's here for not only those kids who can't afford to play or those kids who just get really competitive games going in the parking lot like I did growing up with all my friends, my two brothers especially, um, but, you know, that more and more people can come over and play.
0: Well, I love it. And I think it's, you know, the, the startup cost for somebody that doesn't come from a hockey family can be, you know, a lot. And with all the other sports out there and you want to try basketball and you want to try soccer and you want to try baseball, you want to try this, you want to try that. And to not have that upfront cost and you can kind of get your feet wet with hockey and see, Hey, maybe my kid really wants to pursue this hockey thing. Let's give it a test of the water here while they're young and it can be recreational. It can be fun. And if it turns out that it's their thing, dive in. Yeah. And you know, I think that ball hockey is that, that gateway drug that you need.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yep. And you know, the idea is to keep certain kids off the street, right? So they're not getting in trouble, especially Mm -hmm. if you you come from um, backgrounds that um, low economic, maybe backgrounds. idle hands, you know? Yep. Yep. So, you know, we want you know what we want to give those kids something to do and, and, and learn what's obviously sportsmanship and, and teamwork and family camaraderies like. Um uh, maybe you maybe your home is broken like that. You don't have that you don't you don't get the family feel. Mom's always working, dad's always working things like that. And this you know, your coach might be the closest thing to a dad you have. Know, um, email me recently and say he appreciated hockey in general and um the male role models that he had coaching him growing up because who knows where he would have wound up being growing up in the inner city of Pittsburgh. There's a lot of different uh, avenues you can choose to go down. And hopefully if you fall in love with something like this, it'll be better than falling in love with drugs or violence. Um, and that's, you know, those are the things that we all see sadly every day. And this is an escape from all that. Right? Yeah. Uh, we, we need to provide more opportunities and we need to build more rinks, and we need to continue to show that the structure in place um, so that maybe even that one kid who comes from that home that we're just talking about, and gets low grades at some point and get a scholarship. Wouldn't that be crazy? You have got, you got a scholarship to go to college, all, all off hockey. Maybe there's, maybe there's, you got really good at this sport because it doesn't cost thousands of dollars to travel and play, and you get a on a high school team, and now all of a sudden you have to make the grade point average, 2.5, like you do for basketball, baseball, football. And it's giving you some motivation to work towards in school, maybe a college scholarship one day if this could ever be that organized. Maybe play on an Olympic, an Olympic team. I mean, that's the whole goal in all of this as well is this see this being the Olympics one day. So, um, sky's the limit for us. It's just going to take a lot of people to get on the same page. A lot of people communicate the right way. And, uh, most importantly, believe in it for doing it for the right reason. Absolutely.
0: We'll uh, absolutely pretty, get, pretty get there too. It. And it takes what you're doing right yeah, now to make it, it happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're determined. I mean, it's not going to stop, you know, we're not going to stop. And, uh, if, if life, um, comes at us and hits us and it puts some barriers in the way, we'll fight through those barriers. If It's too much for some people. And, you know, some will come, some will go Um, no one knows what the road's going to be like, especially when you have family matters pop up two, three, four, five years from now. But, um, at the end of the day, I think that, um, as long as we start it now, you'll have other people follow.
0: All right. Well, before we wrap it up guys, that it's grow the game day. Uh, also the club championships there in May of 2019. Uh, so we hope to, you know, see a great turnout there. We can't wait to go, but before we, before we end it here, take a look around, tell us what you see. Just do a spin. Tell us, tell us the (laughs) environment. Tell us what you see behind. you.
2: I see cold people right now, boys. I see cold people right that's now. That's dedicated There's people. people rap,
0: dedicated rap with blankets. people.
2: Uh, we got we got uh, yellow and green trying to hit me with a hockey ball right now, which almost hit me right in the head. We got some <laughs> little kid we all age groups are on the rink right now playing, people eating off the concession stand, which has been nonstop all day. Um, you got Brian Russ actually exiting, which means I'm gonna have to go and say goodbye to him and um it's you see smiles, man. Smiles, that's all we want. Miles.
0: fantastic well Absolutely. we love everything that you do and we definitely appreciate you coming on the show we have nothing but good times talking to you
2: yeah love talking to you guys too we can't wait obviously till uh made to talk again um as far as i'm um, just uh catching up on things i'm sure i'll be on the a, on a phone chat with you guys um because you got a lot going on this week too with your three-on-three three, and i want to find out what those boys thought about that week too so yep. uh, i'll talk to you soon
0: anytime right. you're welcome with us man thanks for stopping in thanks Corey.
2: appreciate it thanks guys thanks, man. Uh, keep it up
1: all right talk to you Again, a huge thank you to Corey. Uh, Corey Hirsch with the Pittsburgh Gods. We can't say enough about how much we appreciate what he does for this game and all the effort and work he puts into it. Not only with his Grow the Game event, but, you know, general manager and coach of the Pittsburgh Gods, his involvement in Team USA 5-on-5 in the world competitions. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, We're going to release, as this week progresses, we're going to have updates on Team USA uh, 3-on-3. That's going out in Bratislava. And you know, maybe some uh pictures with Brian Russ and those NHL guys hanging out in Pittsburgh with our kids.
0: And fantastic. So before we wrap it up, did you learn anything today?
1: I learned that uh ball and deck hockey is on an upward swing and we are growing big.
0: Yeah, we're cooking. So I actually learned two things. Okay. One, I'm better than Brian Russ at deck hockey. Allegedly. According to Corey. <laughs> and he's an authority on, on the on the matter. Uh, but no, I, I do want to reiterate that the club championships are, uh, May 17th through the 19th. And what I actually learned is that there's no quad city team entered in the club championships.
1: They have a team from the West coast teams from the East coast. What are we doing in there between? was an
0: LA team. Let's go fly over states. No Iowa.
1: Let's go fly over states. Let's get in it.
0: Yeah. We need to pick it up, but I think that wraps it up for another episode of deck hockey focus. Uh, appreciate all the kids that showed up to that event today for Corey and all the work that he does. Uh, but. Team USA, get out there and score some goals for us, would ya?
1: Yeah, let's go, boys.